Welcome to Trivia with Dad. I'm your host, Dad. We have a family-friendly show with four topics, five questions per topic for a total of 20 answers. We also end the show with two truths and a lie. We hope you enjoy. I never got to ask if I was ready, Daddy. You look ready. The topics today are time. You can't get it back, Maddie, once you use it. Europe, been around a long time. Shoes and dinosaurs, roar. Round one is time. The science of timekeeping is known as horology. And you know what time is undefeated? What? Father time. Question one, how many weeks are in a year? goodness they are so close it is 52 52.14 to be exact that's why we have the leap year judges are tough to start they get no point question two how many days is a fortnight video game but in old days Fortnite was 14 days they'd be like I see you in a Fortnite." question three and we're talking years what does BC stand for before Christ jackpot now a few years ago they tried to change it to BCE or there was a move to make it BCE before common era but it never really caught on. It just kind of stuck with the BC and the AD. My school uses BC. Do they? Yeah, I think a lot of people do like politically correct and all that. Now AD, I always thought it stood for after death, but it actually stands for Anno Domini, which is Latin for in the year of the Lord. So there's your fun fact, AD, it's not after death. 40 years old, thought it always meant that. Question four. What is the most common time shown on analog watches in advertisements? That's the watches with the hands. Is it 12.30? Nope. 9.04? 10.10. Because it makes a smiley face and they say the symmetry and orderliness helps sell the watches apparently. Question 5. Hickory dickory dock. The mouse ran up the clock. What time was it when the mouse ran down? Two o'clock? One o'clock? The clock struck one. The mouse ran down. Hickory dickory dock. Nice work, Maddie. Girls finish two out of five. Round two is Europe. It's a nickname, the old continent. There's a lot of history in Europe. It's the densest continent in terms of population and the most common language is German. Interesting. Question one, which Greek city held the ancient Olympics? Greece? Nope. Rome? In Italy. Athens? Olympia. 
It was in 776 BC or BCE, depending on what you want to go with. It was created in honor of Zeus. And yes, it was named after Olympia. Question two. What is the tiny independent country that lies within the city of Rome? Rome City! Why'd you keep asking me for names of things? I'm trying to teach you, kid. It's Vatican City. The population is just 900. Is but that it where is, the Pope lives? That is where the Pope lives, yes. We learned about ancient Roman Greece this year in social studies. Well, there you go. And now you know about Vatican City. Question three. What body of water divides Europe from Africa? The Mediterranean Sea. Jackpot. Nice work, lovely lady. The Mediterranean Sea has become iconic for its abnormally dark blue waters. The reason for this is the sea lacks many nutrients that lead to plant growth, so it appears darker than your typical ocean water. Question four. Often known as the Disney Castle, what European country is home to the famous Neuschwanstein Castle? are teaching you some geography today girl it is germany daddy after this after this episode i'm probably just gonna break it all <laughs> that's all right maybe one day you'll remember it king ludwig ordered the castle to be built walt disney was so inspired by its fairy tale architecture that it's the basis for snow white's castle and the disney logo question five istanbul is the most populated city in europe what country is it in? Turkey. Oh, there you go. Yes. You always surprise me with your knowledge of random that things. Isn't, isn't Turkey in Asia and Europe? It might be. I don't really know. But I do know that Santa Claus, or old Saint Nick, was apparently born in Turkey. Did you know that people want to make Europe and Asia... Eurasia? So you have no idea where Canada, but you're all over the Europe, Asia, you Daddy, know. Daddy, <laughs> I know where Canada is, but I just didn't feel like, I didn't have another answer, and I didn't feel like not answering, so. Gotcha. Mila says she's, Mila's going to Canada this year, thinks she, she thinks she's going to Europe. <laughs> yeah, Mila yeah. is going to Canada soon. <laughs> Alright, girls are two for five once again. Moving on to round three. Shoes. People's obsession with shoes is off the charts. This is something I hear every day at my school. I can't play basketball in my basketball shoes because I don't want to crease them. What's that even mean? It means that they are so worried about how their shoes look, they don't want to like run around in them because they don't want to get a little crease in the front. Then what's the point of having them? To look so fly. And I always tell them, dude, you're in middle school. You're going to outgrow those shoes in like four months. But I think they keep them afterwards and like put them on the shelf. All right, let's get to the point. Question one. Which famous musician is behind the creation of the popular Yeezy shoe line? Mr. Yeezy? 
Mr. He might go by Mr. Yeezy. It's Kanye West. He legally changed his name to Ye. Yeah, he's a pretty interesting fellow. We're not going to get into him on this show. Question two. What shoe brand makes the famous Chuck Taylor All-Stars? Chuck Taylor. Converse. Chuck Taylor actually was a professional basketball player and he asked Converse to make better basketball shoes. That's what they came up with, the All-Stars. Question three, what is an old term for a shoe repairer? A shoemaker or an elf? A cobbler, and it is the occupation of a leprechaun who kind of looks like an elf. Question four. What is the number one top-selling sneaker of all time? Michael Jordan's. It is. It is the Air Jordans. Chuck Taylor's is number two. And then you have the Nike Air Force Ones. Go work. Question five. Which shoe inspired by Dutch clogs and originally sold as a boat shoe has become one of the most popular footwear brands in the world. Crocs sport mode? <laughs> they don't have to be in Crocs. sport mode, but yes, Crocs. And I they are comfy, right? Daddy. Yeah, Maddie has a pair. Daddy, my PE teacher always says that people come into class and say, my Crocs are in sport mode, so I'm fine. Yeah, we do not let kids play in Crocs, and they're always complaining about it. Yeah, he doesn't like it either. Yeah, Crocs are PE teacher's kryptonite. Girls finished two out of five. They are consistent on this podcast, but I bet in round four dinosaurs, they tear up the joint. Question one. What dinosaur commonly has three horns on their head? Triceratops? Yeah. And who do you think would win in a fight? Triceratops or T-Rex? Triceratops. Triceratops. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe. I don't know about these T-Rex. I'm starting to think T-Rex was just a scavenger. That's my scientific thought process. Question two. What kind of dinosaur known for its intelligence is the Toronto-based NBA basketball team named after? The armored dudes? The raptors. Toronto raptors. They get recognized for being a smart dinosaur because apparently they hunted in packs. I don't know if that makes you smart or not, but they get the rap. Question three. In which continent have the most dinosaur bones been found? Is it Australia? No. Africa? It is North America. And hence the question, is that because we're digging the most or is it because there actually are the most dinosaur bones here? Question four. A person who studies fossils and prehistoric life such as dinosaurs is known as a what? Ooh, quick canned up for Mila. We'll give the audience time to think. Paleontologist. Nice work. Seems like a cool job, going around digging for dinosaur bones. Mr. Paul was an 
archaeologist and he dug up George Washington's house, but a Walmart wanted to buy it for a parking lot, so he had to like race against them. So what ended up happening? Who won, Walmart or archaeologist? Archaeologist. Hey, one for the archaeologist. Question five. What classic animated movie about dinosaurs features Littlefoot, Ducky, Petrie, Spike, and Sarah searching for the Great Valley? It is such a classic, a wonderful movie. We Girls, used to watch that. Yeah, we did used to watch that. Big, Girls, big, big, big water. <laughs> Girls break the streak. I get it out. They went three for five in that round, putting them at nine points, where they have the two truths and a lie about animal tails to get to ten. Statement one: Hippos can use their tails like a propeller to spread their poop around which helps them mark a wider territory. Statement two, geckos can detach their tail as defense mechanisms, allowing them to escape predators. Statement three, mice have been observed using their tails to successfully trigger mouth traps before safely eating the bait. So you have hippos using their tail like a propeller to spread poop. You have geckos detaching their tails to get away and you have mice using their tails to trigger mouse traps. Which one is the lie? Mouse. That's right. Mice can't be doing that. Okay, end of the show, we have two corrections, believe it or not. First correction. Uncle Dan wants us to know he actually really loves libraries. All right, we said in the earlier show that he talked trash about them, and he's saying, no way, make the correction. And in episode 41, I pulled a Ron Burgundy. Okay, I'm just a preface. I'm reading the teleprompter. I said the sun was a perfect square. It's a perfect sphere. That's what I was confused. I was like, what? <laughs> Dude, those words are very similar, okay? What? But how is it like a spear square? Oh, it's not a spear square. It's a sphere. Okay, and look, don't worry, folks at home. Someone is definitely getting paid time off for this. Anything to add, ladies? I am a perfect sphere. Hope you learned something. I mean square, what? You stay classy, San Diego. I'm Ron Burgundy. Why are you talking about San Diego? It's, it's and like Robin.